Hey there, film fans. I'm Jeff. I'm Dave. And I'm John. And welcome back to The Love of Cinema, a pod in which we'll challenge one another to discuss movies, both new and old, with a strictly positive critical eye. That's right. And to avoid any lazy negativity, we make this and each and every episode here a drinking game. <laughs> so anytime we say anything negative or stupid about a movie, we play this sound. Because we hate Ooh. that. We hate being negative <laughs> an and stuffy sound. and trying to be wannabe know-it-alls. We hate those kinds of critics. We just want to have some fun, yeah, drink beer, that. and talk about movies. So drink. That's it. Yep. So that's pour it. yourselves a glass and... Let's roundhouse this motherfucker. Let's roundhouse yeah. this motherfucker. All right. <laughs> We're going to get into our episode on Shang-Chi in a second. I just want to say really quick, if you are new to the show, thank you so much. We're going to go spoiler free for a little bit here, maybe like 10 minutes or so. So if you haven't seen the movie, but you were curious as to know what our initial takes are, maybe you want to mm. see it. Maybe people are talking about how much fucking money it made over this weekend, despite oh, the yeah. Delta variant ravaging this country. So John's in LA, Dave and I are in New York. We went to the movies. We saw this movie and if you want to know if you should see it or not, stick around for 10 minutes. But first, let's go ahead and John, you want to shout our people out? As usual, we have a beer sponsor. His name is Carlos Baronzo. His handle on Instagram, if you want to give that man a follow, is Cbarozzo Bar 2019. That is C-B-A-R-R-O-Z-O-B-A-R-2019. Show him some love. He's the man. And as always, the music on this episode and every single episode is provided by the one and only, the legend, the artist, Dasein. That's D-A-S-E-I-N. If you're digging the music, just head on over to soundcloud.com forward slash Dasein dash artist, and you will get all this music and more for free. So make sure you go over there and do that. And as always, people, we we really love the likes and the comments. Yeah. We want to get those shares. We want you to interact with us. So please, 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 we are at the Love of Cinema Pod on every single handle, all those platforms, except for Twitter. We're just at the Love of Cinema. Please come at us. We will get back to you and we want to interact. So uh, tell us what your movies are. Tell us what you've been looking at. Tell us what you've been watching. Any great movies, any fun, terrible movies, anything we should discuss. Let us know and we'll we'll probably make it happen. That's a, That's a true fucking story. Yeah, we actually got our first uh, organic um, mm-hmm. request on the film request form this week. Someone found the link tree and requested a film from the 40s. I love it. So we're, I I think we're going to be going a little bit back in time sometime soon. Oh, my God. Let's do it, man. Thank Let's you so much for, the, for that. Yeah. All right. We want to get to the episode quickly, but for anybody who is following us or subscribes to us, this is Labor Day Monday 2021. As I said before, Dave and I are in New York City. Dave decided to move the weekend of Hurricane Ida, in which New York City, <laughs> yes, the oh former record for rainfall was essentially doubled in a single day. It was really, really wild, and it happened so fast. Mm. Dave moved, but we have the show up and running. So I just want to say, on behalf of everybody, if there's any audio stuff, this is an exception for us. Again, John's in California. It's it's a crazy time here. Mm. Dave, how are you oh, doing? Yeah. How's the you, setup? You get, you're going to hear an echo from me because I'm I'm basically in an empty room because we had like basically the furniture was not turning up in a hurricane. So I, I'm right. set up yeah. on a tiny little table. I've got I've got everything good here. I can still buzz you fucks if you misbehave. <laughs> We're all good. Yeah, it's so nice. Good. It's so nice of you to go to the movies too. And I think this is fun. Um, I, I don't know if you knew this, but um, it's not great to get Wi-Fi installed during a hurricane. So uh, Dave got his <laughs> yeah. Wi-Fi installed today instead. Yeah. So wow. it's it's Fucking running great. Trooper. Those fiber optic ca- fiber optic cables are great. Thanks for going to the movies, John. You're not on fire. You're doing okay in California. 
I'm doing okay, man. We've had some hazy days. There's definitely some smoke in the air every now and then, but it's not super palpable down in yeah, the not, city. We didn't of ask Angel, about the cars so party. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, excuse me, excuse me. No, no, no. Awesome. no, we're doing okay. How are you guys? Are you guys okay? Those images were fucking terrifying. They I were. came up for air from grad school a few times and just saw some some Twitter images and some footage, and it was like a fucking horror story over there. You guys well, okay? We, we, it was funny because we, uh, we we just got like the boxes loaded in when it, it started to downpour. And I was like, you know what? We, we've done, you know, at least part of the move. Let's celebrate. We'll go out to dinner. And we went where we're going to go to the bar where we got married a couple mm. of years ago. And uh, we yeah. took the umbrella outside. And we got about 100 feet up the road. And it's like, this is a terrible, terrible mistake. Terrible. <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> It was bad. Yeah, transportation wow. was bad. Deep water on the sidewalk. It was. It was. Yeah. Yeah. I was. was I intense. was riding my bike home from the gym, and in that ten minutes, it went from zero to honestly a hundred. Like seriously, I was riding mm. the bike with nothing, and then by the time I got home, I was sprinting into my building from the bike rack around the corner. And I, as I said, I think the the record for rainfall in a single hour was one point nine, and it was over three. So literally, like, oh my god, record yeah. smashed. Basement flo- basement apartments flooded. It, it was it was really crazy. But anyway. Yeah. The people have been watching the news. I just want everybody to know in case there's any kind of audio snafu, that is why. Thank you so much. Yeah. Dave is a tech for a living, so we, we promise. We, we pride ourselves on our audio. I can speak for Dave on that. But let's get into the movie. <laughs> we, yeah. we all did it. This movie made a ton of yeah. money, as yeah. we just talked about. This is Sean oh, They are blown away by this. Dave, Dave, I know you. I know you've been going crazy. Do you want to do the setup on this one, since you are our resident Marvel expert? No, no, you, you go right ahead. Go right ahead. <clears throat> all right. Well, This, is, this, this was- is actually one of the characters I know the least about. Right. And that's that's kind of the prevailing thought among a lot of people. So this is a Marvel entry. I think a lot of people, when they saw the Marvel logo upon watching this trailer for the first time in theaters, I think I saw this for Fast 9 was the first time that I saw this trailer. And when the Marvel logo came up, I was like, what? <laughs> I just had no yeah. idea. Um, this is directed by Destin Daniel Cretton, who did movies like Short Term 12 and Just Mercy. So this is certainly his big, Ooh. huge action movie. A uh, couple of writers. And yes, of course, it has that Marvel tag. Um, this movie is based on the comics, Shang-Chi. And this is The Legend of the Ten Rings. So the brief synopsis here on... Great bourbon already. On IMDb. <laughs> is Shang-Chi. It's great. (laughs) There's the buzzer. The brief synopsis here is Shang-Chi, the master of unarmed, weaponry-based kung fu, is forced to confront his past after being drawn into the Ten Rings organization. Very, very, very brief. Essentially, he is the heir to this legendary... uh, I I guess they can live for... His dad can live for thousands of years when he has the, the, the rings. But he is the son. Of his and dad, and that's the end the of our spoiler-free rings. episode. So that's it, right? We'll get a little bit more out. We'll get some thoughts out before um, we start. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll about go through anything. some plot a little bit more. But the cast here: uh, Simu Liu, who's been working his butt off for a while. I just had never mm. seen him really, at least not recognizably. Aquafina plays his best friend, a little com- comedic sidekick. She does a nice job. And then you have legends. You have legends like you have Tony Chu Wai Leung. Um, who's a Hong Kong actor. And then, of course, Michelle Yeoh, who's the Mongolian-born mm. Hong Kong uh, legend who was in Jackie Chan movies, Bond movies, and we did Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon yes. recently. So another Wuxia film, which this has some origins in. Uh, and then a couple other newcomers as well. And um, I think that's it for the setup. We'll get into some more plot. But again, this mm. movie made a ton of money. A lot of people were very, very excited about this. It is an origin story, but it's not as closely rooted into you, the, the mythology know, of all the others. You want to know how much money this movie made? This movie Go made ahead. so much fucking money 
that Sony, who was pushing Venom back to the end of October, possibly November, is now releasing Venom on the October 1st. Oh, wow. They moved just, wait, this, is, this is the first time a film's this, moved this, up in a while. This just happened, yeah. It, it just happened today. Uh, they've, they've pushed the date forward because of what this movie did over the weekend. Oh, my God. So, well, yeah. let's Apparently talk about it. Apparently it broke the 2019 record. Yeah. <laughs> Since when are like when when Quiet Place 2 came out and they were like, look, big movies are back. And it was like, yeah, it made like half as much as the first one. But all right, cool. And this movie like legitimately is setting Labor Day records. Like it's mm. pretty fucking cool. Um, t- initial takeaways. Let's do it. People, they, the people want to know if they should go see this movie if they haven't or if they have seen this movie. Did you feel the same? So let's go. Let's dive into it. Initial takeaways. What did you think? Let's, you know what? I'm going to pimp you out, Dave, just because I can tell by the, the fucking shit-eating grins on all three of our faces <laughs> that some viewers might not be able to see. I think we all really enjoyed this and had a great time in the movie theater. You, Dave, you know talk what? to this, me, dude. This what was is, it like? This is just... It's, it's a full package. It's funny. It's fun. The fight choreography is fucking flawless. It's beautifully yeah. shot. They do some things with the camera that I am going to be watching the special features to have a look at how the fuck they did it um, because it... Like there's certain moves and stuff that they, they the camera is almost like a character in the fight scene. It's oh, yeah, it's really yeah. really from well the done. big to the yeah. small. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. And, but it, it's it's very well balanced. It it's just like it was. I was, you know, I was going in. and I was like, I don't know what to expect from this. I don't know the character too well, and I just sat there and went for a ride. And I'll tell you, because me and Jeff saw this in, I don't know how you saw it, but me and Jeff saw this in two very different theaters. Because mm-hmm. yeah. uh, uh, I went to the full fucking IMAX screening again nice. of this. And I was, yeah, in it. Because it was enormous. It was great. Oh, yeah. Mm. Well, Jeff, Jeff, what format did you see it in? I saw it just in a regular theater. I saw it in like me a too. really I small it, local, like yeah. $6 theater. Yeah, I saw it in a smaller digital screening as well. And, and of course, you know, for anyone who... Is you know concert you know try to weigh out your options. I have a AMC A list. Shout out to AMC if you want to give us a little sponsorship action. Uh, so <laughs> sure. I was able to look that, around in for. Los Angeles and find some theaters that weren't too heavily crowded, and I found one that was it was just a regular mm-hmm. digital theater. Dave, I can't tell you the last time I I was very disciplined about going to see the big movies in the in the larger formats, and I always enjoyed doing that so much. I haven't done this in a long time, seeing it in a regular regular digital format. And I still had an, a wonderful time. I would love to see it in Dolby or, right. uh, you know, Prime yeah. or or IMAX. But I had a wonderful time. And you're right, man. I think my biggest takeaway, and I'll pass the pass the fuck after this, because my only real statement that I want to make the from the beginning is that. Is, is Can that, you pass it my way? Pass that fuck over here. I am going to I am going to pass it to you after this. I feel like when was the last time? Because I'm not super steeped in comic book. Uh, lore and certainly not in the characters and the literature the way some people are who are huge marvel fans i am a big a fan of these of the, the the company the studio and these movies i think they're so much fun and i've never felt like i needed to know anything but this had that extra hidden treasure because mm. no one really knew what to expect and it was so much fun going into a studio producers a director everyone you know you can trust actors and just getting to see them flesh out something with zero yeah. expectations. This, this was and another they crushed it. It was another Guardians of the Galaxy. Like they picked a team that didn't really Honestly, have a lot of. For me, yeah. even more than Guardians, I would say just because I knew so many of those actors already. I didn't yeah. know. Don't get me wrong. We, I knew Aquafina. Um, I knew uh, Michelle Yeoh, and I know Tony Leung. I did not know um, the uh, Simu Liu. Yeah. Yes, 
I did not know him, but my goodness. So I knew these people just enough, yeah. but this still His just transcended into something else. Have a, have a look in, uh, have a look at um, was amazing too, Kim's then. Convenience on Netflix. It's, uh, okay. He's, he's, in, he's in there. Yeah. He's in there. Yeah. And he's appeared. That's, he's that's guest star on shows. We, we've probably seen him as guest star and just couldn't place him. I'm sure. His, I'm his sure sister. I mean, at least, I, I don't know, IMDb isn't necessarily the best source for international films, I guess. But his sister has nothing on, on her resume. And he's, she's incredible in the film, too. Yeah. Um, if, yeah. So I... And uh, needless to say, this is really exciting. Uh, coming off of Black Panther, that was extremely successful, very original. I think we were having similar conversations about how well that movie worked. Obviously, it was set in a different country, focusing on people who do not look like a lot of the Avengers. This movie did the same thing, and it was just so refreshing. And I, you know, as I've said before, I, it, it never felt indicative to me. It didn't feel like they were trying to make a point. It was just a really excellent story mm. that starred people who come from those cultures who look like that, and yet it still felt accessible. It still felt American and international at the same time. I just it was so refreshing. And Jeff, what do you think? From what from what yeah, I've read, I, it was also very respectful respectful of the culture. I, good, yeah, good, I'm, good. I'm not a, I'm not a judge of that myself because I I'm not immersed in. Yeah, like, but that's that good culture, to know. But yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I I I admitted when we did our Black Panther ex, um, episode that I was starting to experience Marvel fatigue in the. I, I, I don't want to say phases, right? Because Marvel has their phases. And I don't want to say just like post end game, I feel like is like a world we have to live in. Like in the post end game world, what is Marvel? I, I admitted like Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I started getting the fatigue and then Black Panther came along and I was like, do I need this? <laughs> I know this movie was supposed yeah. to come out five years ago, but like, did I need, did I need this now? You mean Black um, Widow? Oh, fuck. Sorry. Yes. Black Widow. Yeah. Well, there you go. Case in point. No, no, no. You're totally right, dude. You're totally right that we did have that conversation about Black Widow. I think you and I both resonated. I'm sorry, with I that. didn't mean Black Panther. Yeah. Although I did, John. Yeah, I, I was like, "What fucking late delivered DVD did you get?" <laughs> sorry, 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 sorry. No, Black Panther was one of my favorite Marvel movies. Um, so this yeah, was. I really didn't know what to expect, and I was I was very very pleasantly surprised. And I'm glad that we had seen Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, not just to say mm. like the only obvious famous um, kung fu wuxia films, but. Um, Crouching Tiger is a lot about the the romanticism and the the theology and the kind of the philosophy behind it as not so much the movements. And I think part of the reason the action sequences are so good is they're they're very, very, very well motivated. But then it sort of comes into that um the the ability just just Stylized. textbook talent versus like what's the point? What's the philosophy behind it? What's the reason for for fighting? And I and it, it, like even I'm saying that out loud, and I'm like, that should be cheesy, like, especially for an American yeah, culture, like bringing wasn't. that. And for some reason, it was it was the opposite. It was it was really it was really incredible. And I, I didn't know Michelle Yeoh was going to be in this, and she comes in yeah, later in either. the movie, and I was like, fuck yes, let's go. I thought it was. I was <laughs> and you know, I, what? I, I have still... that reaction every time she walks on screen. To be honest, yeah. <laughs> every time she walks on screen. And you know what? what my favorite thing, not my favorite, but what, another thing that was just so refreshing that just gave me such a clear sense of the the maturity of the way they approached making this is exactly what you're talking about. This balance between motivation of the martial arts, which is essential to really good martial arts movies, I, I, I would say. They're usually my favorite ones. Not just hit them up, beat them up. Uh, those it's can the best be fun way too. to get an object or power or whatever. Yeah. The, yeah, 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 yeah. Hmm. Uh, but cinema, cinematography-wise and, and just storytelling-wise, Every time that they would go huge with really fun, spectacle-driven uh, action scenes, they were wonderful to watch. They were sexy. They were interesting. They were surprising, unpredictable, really cool cinematography. But then they would also 
give it just as much effort and and beauty with yeah. the really realistic fight choreography. So like when Michelle Yeoh is just practicing by herself and she just like sets up her, just her form, it was gorgeous. And they did such, so the, the contradiction between really simple coverage that was true to the way that philosophy of martial mm. arts you know, motivated itself. Well, yeah, that was that was a that was a combat tai chi style. It was such a good contradiction that she was using. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and it was so pretty. And the way that the fluid camera movements, I felt like they did something. It's you're right, Jeff. Like it's obvious that they were watching some of those movies. They had grown up with some of those movies the way we all daggers have. and the I'm sure best House ones. Of daggers the, came out. Yeah. yeah, oh yeah, this, the best ones shine. To, to a lot, but of I think the they movies. did their own thing. I thought this hmm. was still really fresh. Yeah. I thought they found a yeah. really good balance, and it was so. It was so pleasant. There was so much aesthetic that didn't feel like it was, it felt like it was always coming from character, which is, which is hard to do in a big spectacle. Yeah. yeah I think they did it. Yeah. Let's do a little, let's, let's un- unveil a little bit more plot, but we get into this. So slowly easing into that spoiler section, but nothing too crazy yet. So um, we see the story of, of his dad, Shang-Chi's father, who um, I guess can live for centuries. And yes, there is, it's, it's hard to ignore the Lord of the Rings reference with the rings at the beginning. It's like 10 rings were forged and it's like, Oh yeah. Is there one that rules them all or what? Um, <laughs> sorry. End of my Lord of the Rings comparison. But anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but then they had one of those battles where he then. with his yes. with he with his rings like walked right into the middle of a battle and so and that was thousands of years ago and Very style. You're, yeah, yeah you're essentially immortal when you have these rings and then he's looking for this ancient um uh, town village world village, yeah yeah mm-hmm. in the middle of the woods um and he's trying to find it and there is somebody guarding the entrance who's this incredible female fighter and during their fight which this is the first real fight sequence we have and calling it a fight sequence mm. is it's almost more of a dance but with martial mm. arts and it is stunning it's in that the is woods a very famous style as well um yeah. that that happens in a lot of uh asian film it's beautiful mm-hmm. um he ends up yeah. falling in love with her he decides to put the rings down because he wants to live a, a, a normal life with her and, and age and essentially you know put put his life in the hands of his family instead of himself and his quest for power. So he puts the rings down, has a son and a daughter. And then um, pretty quickly, we don't know what happens. They actually play with time. They go back and forth and kind of tease us with the origin story throughout the whole film. But it turns out that Shang-Chi has ended up in San Francisco, which is a pretty cool city for movies like this with hills and buses, etc. Um, also, based after Fast and the Furious 9, never park your car in any of these movies. <laughs> Fast, like, how many cars get destroyed on the side of all yeah. these goddamn Yeah, if, if, you're, if you're in San Francisco, just pay for parking. <laughs> Uh, yeah. <laughs> so here's what's, what's really cool and accessible about the story. And this is really fucking hard to pull off is this beautiful, epic fantasy, which essentially is what the Wuchi titles are. They romanticized. It turns into Shang-Chi is a, a, a valet and his best friend is Aquafina, who's also a valet and they don't really love their lives. And it's just them dicking around, going to karaoke and having fun until somebody comes for a pendant that his mom has left. And a guy with a, a what is it? What do they call his arm? <laughs> a guy with a, yeah. a, his razor claw sword, sword, sword coming out of his arm yeah. and a bunch of guys approach him in a bus and they try to to take the pendant and it turns out he's fucking awesome at martial arts and aquafina who's yeah. his best friend had no fucking idea See, that no that got me as well me because too. Was i was so, so into it and i was like wait a minute did he just like is this just coming out of nowhere and then you get more backstory they did it really really well because you're sitting there and you're like what the fuck did they just jump completely That's into awesome. this yeah. and then he yeah. explains that he's 
actually living a fucking lie. And it's, yeah. But that got me real good. That was great. And that whole sequence where you're we, trying to figure out what's yeah. going on during the sequence, but gonna, it was still very clear. What, the, the action was very clear. What was gonna going on? We're going to slip into spoilers, so I'm turning on the alert. Yeah, go, yeah turn on the alert. <laughs> that anyway. guy with the phone. That guy with the, the guy phone recording. It, yeah. <laughs> it yeah. so funny. Hey, guys. It's coming at you live from the it's bus. It's boy. It's uh, boy. He was... Uh, what was he in? He was in one of the other Marvel films as well, filming stuff. Oh, that's, that makes sense. So that's, that's a really recurring funny. character. So yeah. anyway, he kind of does the whole, <laughs> like, so hey, Aquafina, I'm so sorry. Uh, yeah, by the way, um, I was trained to be this, whatever, yada, yada, yada. Um, I have to go find my sister. <laughs> my dad's uh, a millennia years yeah. old. <laughs> this might be a lot to dump on you. Sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, So they go, you know, I forgot to write it down. Where was the, where was the sister? Where, what city is she living in? Uh, it was somewhere in Wuhan, wasn't it? Wasn't it uh, in one of the... I feel like they referred to... To going back to Wuhan, somewhere in in China, right? Yeah, I think that's right. We're gonna have to I look. Thought that it was up. in that region. I don't know if I saw the. I don't know if I caught the exact name of that it's a, city. It's a bold they, choice. They definitely said <laughs> this bold choice. They definitely said it, and I, we have to remember it. Um, we saw this in the theaters. We do not have the screeners, so if anybody wants to figure out how to yeah, get a screener, give us a break. Um, and his sister's running an underground fighting ring, um, and then they get breached, and yada yada yada. Eventually, the, the father kind of becomes. The, the villain of the story because he's trying to break into this historic town that the mom is from that she was guarding right in their opening scene yeah. um and we find out why we'll get to the the end the why he's trying to break into this historic town but he's definitely not doing it for good reasons or at least not no. for um reasons that are good to the world so that's that's the plot where should we go from here any other any other directions you guys want to head with our conversation I think I'm, I mean, I I just want to keep. I I mean, I'm I'm gonna get a gash alarm if I do it. But like the the fight choreography in yeah. this, like everybody really had their best day at work on this. Like mm-hmm. it's like this, and it's different. Like there's different combat styles, but there's also different camera styles depending on the fight. Like the the camera mimics the style of fighting they're using almost, and it it was really really beautiful to watch. Yeah. dynamic as well because, because mm. of that it never yeah. felt like uh because i'm not gonna lie there were a few moments where i was like well they're fighting a lot in this movie but at the same moment i had that thought you know like a microsecond later i said but but why, why am i not minding it why am i not feeling like mm. it's just a bunch of fight scenes and it, it's because of one is because of those dynamic different styles it was just beautiful to look at and interesting to watch and they were the settings of all the fighting was so was so magnificent but it was because for me it was because in between all these many, many, many awesome fight scenes, you have a director and obviously producers, I'm sure, but they hired him. This guy has worked on really grounded drama for most of his career. Short Term 12 is one of my favorite independent films from the past 10 or 15 years. And there were so many examples in this movie, Shang-Chi, where he had set up the emotional circumstances so well that the payoffs information but also the payoffs came in fight scenes which yeah. was such a unique and it's a, it's that's a tactic that's been used before but he did it so with such a maturity it just seemed like the every time i was hoping that more information was going to be provided and then there was going to be enough weight given to the emotional payoff he never let me down building all the way and I, yeah. i'm gonna i'm gonna throw a spoiler out there i'm gonna try not to say too many details the ending sequence with uh when they're riding on this this 
thing. I don't. I guess we shouldn't talk about the yeah, giant mystical creature. Oh, uh, I've. I've we've got a full, we're, in full, we're in full spoiler right. alert now. We're we're twenty five so minutes end, in. So yeah. Yeah. Stop. Go watch so this movie. End, come I, back. Yeah, I think my best example of this, because they had really successful examples leading up to this, but if you don't nail the final one, it's all fucking over for me. As Jeff said, the dad kind of becomes this villain character. So obviously it's going to be this tale of the children having to destroy the father to save him, to save themselves, to save the world, to redeem, like to have to take, uh, what's that quote? A blood oath is paid in blood, or a blood debt must be paid mm. in blood. Yeah. So after Shang-Chi finally does that and defeats his father, which is the first part of the giant sequence where they have to you know, deal with the consequences of his father unleashing this, this huge terror. You're kind of waiting. You've been building to this giant moment the entire movie. This happens. He has to very quickly get on board with his sister on this giant dragon that they're flying around on, which is, which is this amazing spectacle. And in that moment, they made sure that they edited together enough back and forth so that Shang-Chi and his sister look at each other, look at their father's body on the ground, look back at each other, and he stays with them long enough. It's not just information so that the audience knows that the sister can clock the fact that, okay, you killed dad, good, let's go take care of the rest of the problem. They dealt with it in that moment and gave it enough weight so that you also had a chance as mm. an audience member to process they both well, there, know there was what, this, the terrible thing that just had yeah. to happen. There, there was this and half just, second uh, as well so where... There's this half second there in that look where you're like, is this going to go sideways? Like, is is exactly. there going to be a fight between these two now because he's just killed dad? And yeah, like, it good. made you think. And there was time enough for you to think. Can I just comp- yeah, the they made room for the at all. yes, they yeah. made room for the complication that mm. there might be a problem, and that happened throughout this story. There were so many moments where I felt like. They didn't rush the emotional things. And I don't know if he was, you know, how much somebody has to fight for that in an editing room and around a producer's, you know, production table when you're storyboarding these massive sequences. But typically for people who don't know this, most of these gigantic fight sequences are done with pre-visualization where you're going to be basically doing a, a gentle animated render of exactly what this giant sequence is going to look like. That means that as storytellers, they're also trying to figure out where are the emotional moments coming from? So they weren't just thinking about fighting. They built the fighting around the emotional journeys. And that's why I felt like it just was, succeeded was there, every were there, time. Were there previous lectures at college this week? <laughs> no, I mean, I just can't stop. I couldn't stop thinking about it because typically when you think about previs or really ridiculous storyboarded sequences, you don't think about the emotional moments. You think about the cuts for the action. But for hmm. these, I just couldn't stop thinking about how he, they clearly made room for them. So anyway, I wanted to go off on that, but go yeah. back to what you're talking about cinema, cinematography-wise, because my goodness, every single setting in this movie felt different because of the way they filmed the emotional moments and the yeah. fighting. I'm gonna I'm gonna be watching this for years, trying to figure out like and basically learn from what they did in this. It's it's some of the most amazing cinematography I've seen recently. Like as as far as yeah. like filming filming stunt fighting and filming action and like it wasn't. It was. There's nothing standard about this at all. Every shot is like carefully crafted, like you were saying, and like it's not. Sometimes it is a case where they they give you the pacing, and sometimes they really ramp it up and they shake the shit out of that camera, but you don't mind. Like at one point, the camera is almost a part of the fight. Yeah, and I think that let's give credit where it's due. I when I was watching this, Dave, I'm trying my hardest, man. I'm starting to try to put on my cinematographer hat and just start to think a little bit more about. Who, who are the signature kind of things? Because so many cinematographers try to you know, remain invisible in a certain extent. 
But I was not surprised when I saw that Bill Pope mm-hmm. filmed this. He's a cinematographer who did the Matrix movies, the uh, Sham, uh, Sam, um, Sam Ramsey, uh, Ramey Spider-Man movies, those original ones. Um, he's, you know, so he is no yeah, stranger I, to well, this really the, interesting I, fight query. I had the same reaction you did. I looked it up afterwards and I was like, oh, right. okay. Yeah. <laughs> This is someone who goes in, comes in and goes, all right, how can we film this? How about we film it like that? No, how about we film it like this? And it's, <laughs> this, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and and this, it's, the director's, it's, something, it's something so ridiculous they have to go away and build technology to do. And, this director's yeah. been working, but but not at this level. So you would almost assume that some if, if you're going to take an, an indie director, which is what um, Cretton is, you better pair him with a cinematographer that knows his shit. Like, but also, like, like he, the director's presentation he would have had to make to get this. Like, I mean, yeah. 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 What did they? Does anybody? Did anybody find when they filmed this? Because you know the timing is interesting. Like you would think they would film it in 2020, but then that was the pandemic. Like did they film this pre-pandemic? Did they do reshoots? I'm very curious about the filming schedule. Yeah, and that I'm not pre- sure of. Yeah, this is the. I read that. I, I read that Cretton was. I read that Cretton was hired at the beginning of 2019, or at least that the project was greenlit in 2019. So I think they were doing a lot of pre-production throughout that year, and then they filmed a good amount in Australia. Oh, in yeah. 2019 and 2020. Yeah. And at one point he was quarantined, uh, the director, and they had to mm. shut down production for, for a few weeks while him and others had to go into quarantine. Mm. So they were definitely making this movie, or at least part of this movie, in production. I mean, they had during time. During the As- fucking pandemic. Australia, Australia didn't really fuck itself until 2021. Right. Yeah, except yeah, Tom Hanks really got it in Australia, so everybody th- assumed yeah, it was yeah, bad because yeah. Tom Hanks of all countries. Or did he to get bring it, it to Australia? <laughs> Damn it, Tom. Um, so let's talk. About, so let's. I want to talk about the training montage because that is so fun, and, and we're doing Karate Kid next week, which is such a dumb like comparison between these two movies that was so not intentional. I promised everybody, but um, yeah, why are we doing the Karate Kid, Jeff? Because I watched it last week, thinking we were doing. It last week. Um, but there's there's a training montage, which is essentially I, I I'm so sorry to say, maybe it's just that it's on my mind. It's the Cobra Kai mentality of like bunch first, go fuck go fuck everybody else. So when 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 the mom passes away of these two kids, um, I think there's a line in here that Aquafina says. Aquafina, by the way, shout out. You know. Mm. So, some, some this role can be tricky. She had a very similar role in Crazy Rich Asians. She did really, 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 really nice job, Aquafina. Really funny, but also not. Too, yeah. It didn't, didn't seem like Judd Apatow yeah, funny, where you just give a million a takes moment. and they choose one. It really felt well crafted. Okay, was, yeah. Um, so then, uh, with this boy six, his mom passes away, and and we find that out throughout the course of the movie. So from age seven to fourteen, he just is training seven days a week. He's literally punching wood. Do you get like early arthritis when you just punch a wooden pole for seven years? Like I don't know what I'm happened. Probably more I don't concerned about the sticks up the ribs. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, you you had to endure people just mark. smacking the shit. Of him. So he's basically yeah. a trained assassin, which is very similar to Black Widow, right? Where the parents, or at least in in Black Widow, I guess it's a little different, but um, mm. the parents of the parental figure sign their kids away for a life of being a mercenary or an assassin. Um, what did you think of that training montage? I thought it was pretty fucking cool, especially with the daughter being in like her own room training with the yeah. with the rope thing. It was fucking awesome. Now I have I to ask: that- having seen that training montage, did how many after credit scenes did you see? Oh no, I just saw one. Were there more? Everybody left there's at my a, theater. The, no, there's a second one. God damn these movies there's that one, make you stay well, and, and, after and the... that training montage becomes relevant. Very, very relevant. Fuck. And there damn are two it. typical ones, right? There's the one after the uh the there's, animated there's credits. One, there's usually right a, the movie, yeah, it's usually a mid credit the and then an end yeah. credit. Yeah. And this in this case, yeah, there was a 
a mid one that set up the continuing and then yeah, yeah. A, a second one that set up a sequel. So my favorite thing about that montage was it was executed so well uh, that it gave me it gave me the luxury of just ingesting that is really wonderful, beautiful, aesthetic storytelling and information. But my favorite part about it was what you mentioned earlier, Jeff, uh, uh, what we were all saying, like when he's on the bus and he just starts kicking ass and you're like, whoa, is he like learning this as he goes? Does he have a superpower inside him? I love that they very realistically in a story that is so far removed from realism for the latter half of it, when it's dealing yeah. with mystical dragons and, and other dimensional beasts and stuff. The the realistic part was necessary for me because it need I needed to believe that this guy was as good as they needed him to be. So that he yeah. wasn't just, oh, it's inside of me all along. They give you this right after that sequence and you get to watch him. Yeah, for seven years of his life, all he did was train under the best you know warriors in the world it became believable. I was like, all right, I'm ready to watch him kick a bunch of ass and I'm ready. Now that I know that he's can fight in reality, now I'm going to be ready to watch him transcend reality and actually get some kind of superpower or earn his, right. you know, his right to okay. have the rings. What it was is, important to me. What do you think of Trevor? Trevor's back. Oh my God, dude. Trevor, dude. Oh my God. Ben Kingsley, dude. That <laughs> was so refreshing. Again, it was so refreshing. It was so funny. His humility, dude. Just coming into this role and just realizing, like, I'm there to be laughed at. That whole sequence yeah. about the apes acting, I still don't <laughs> yes. know how they did it. I mean, that was so funny. He's so so funny. stupid. So, funny. It's so stupid. And you take it for granted because he's so good. I mean, you take for yeah. granted. Like, that could have seemed cheesy and stupid Wait. if it wasn't handled by a, a master Well, also, a master the, also the two sitting next to him that were, like, the perfect straight men at the time. Like, you've got... Aquafina's there, like they're dropping jokes all the way through this thing, and then he's saying this, and they're like, "We're stop!" Like she doesn't have any jokes for it. She's literally like, yeah, "I'm out." Yeah. And then, but, well, like, what, yeah. what's funny is functionally, it's um. My, my friend Eddie always says, "I'll give you one coincidence per movie." You know what I mean? And here it is. You have a guy that's they're in a dungeon at this point. They're locked away, and uh-huh. here's a guy who has a mythical creature who knows the way to this town and village and they know a way out. So it's a little bit of a coincidence and it's nigh on impossible for that to be pulled off without you feeling like, ah, oh, fuck Marvel wrote themselves Not into quite. a corner this, and then they just decided to blow through the wall. And it, it, uh, apparently it was set up a long time ago yes. and it was just pulled off in such a way. I actually likened it back to when Aquafina says in the movie, um, confusion is her what is what does she say confusion the art of confusion where if you confuse people the reason that they're fighting they just forget and then they walk away and that's like the best de-escalation tactic the art <laughs> yeah. of confusion here where you have that, that kingsley's character <laughs> and you have the bombing that yeah he and he yada yada it but we all know what he's talking about and then he's like oh yeah by the way this person knows the way out and all of a sudden you're in the car on the way and you're like well fuck here we go and you don't sit there and think about how that's just a device like he uh, he I mean, rounded never, that corner really mind. well that he's like his pet has no face and two asses and six legs, but and it's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they ask about and that. Is, yeah. It's still one of the cutest things in the film. It is. I did think that maybe they were going to, you know, maybe they were supposed to escape to lead them. I thought that. I thought that's what it was going to be that the dad had set it up so that they would escape with Ben Kingsley, knowing mm. that they would lead him to the gate or something. Uh, but you're right; it didn't bother me that 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 wasn't the case. I, I let that go very easily just because. I don't know. I guess the, you know, the sister had made those comments about being able to escape through the tunnels and stuff. It, 
It's right. uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but we're, they, we're, they, they they wrote it in pretty well. We're endorsing the shit out of this I, movie, uh, but yeah, I kind of yeah. want to see if everything was pulled off. Though there's a one or two scenes where I was like, okay, this kind of feels like movie script scenes, but the the part of the the film that I've seen people mention as like a we love this movie, but did this is basically right from there, right from that to the, I mean, and then the, the, the constant exposition. I feel like every 20 minutes we took an exposition pause where we had to like wait for new information, but then the CGI at the end is brilliant, but did it, John, you believed that it, it was justified emotionally and it got you, but did it get so confusing in CGI that you were just kind of like, can this end already? Just gone. <laughs> Cause I, I did kind of land there at the very end, to be honest with you. With the dragons and the other dragons the in the water, I and I was say, like, "I was yeah, like, what the fuck's going guess, on? Can this just end? Because it's they're gonna they're gonna live." Yeah, <laughs> I guess the only thing I would say to that is, they could have maybe done a little bit more to set up the fact that an actual dragon is gonna come into is gonna potentially <laughs> come into play because they had done such a good job of creating that as a as a metaphor. For the, you yeah. know, the, hmm. what they were channeling through their heart, the heart of this dragon, where their power comes from. And even though you could tell that, like, his mother actually did seem to be able to manipulate physics, like, she did have, quote, superpowers. She's not, you know, she wasn't like a god or anything, but she did have some kind of effect on her physical reality. I, I guess I was a little bit, when he was in that classic sequence where he falls down into the lake and he's sinking, and you're not sure if he's going to make it, and you're waiting for his eyes to open and his powers to come to him. I wasn't expecting a dragon to actually be ready to rise up with him. I thought they were going to, even when it started happening, there was a part of me that thought maybe this is just, you know, in him kind of thing. It's his power and we're seeing it and it's going to kind of dissolve into the water or something. I I went completely. Uh, I didn't mind it though. Ultimately I was like, I guess we're, I guess there's a fucking dragon at the bottom of this lake. When he was down there, I was like, there's, we're going to see a giant eye open. And I felt some Game of Thrones kind of yeah. feelings, and I was like, right. "All right, let's get it on." They're about to fucking fight with dragons, but yeah, he, it didn't work he, for you, Jeff. He dropped. He dropped into that water, and I saw that dragon. I'm like, "He's fucking riding that out of this water." Yeah, uh, straight off, straight yeah. away. I was, I was, I was like, "He's gonna do it, and it's gonna be awesome." I bought and that for me. It was actually, <laughs> it was. That, and I, I kind of bought that, even though it wasn't set up for me. It was actually the other dragon, the one like the 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 de- the, de- the demon dragon yeah. that um, feeds off of souls. I kind of felt like they were like, "Oh wait, watch out! It feeds off of souls," and it's like, "Oh, so the end of the end of the movie is going to be we have to kill the dragon before it gets solos souls," which is something that was just mentioned like a minute ago. So like, I, I the end got a little. I'm just going to say it's not a perfect movie, is what I think. Even though it was like so close, <laughs> I feel like there were a couple things that could have made it there for me. But who knows? Maybe this is just a part of the journey. Yeah, you can buzz me for that. Yeah, yeah, we'll get and Aquafina with the arrow, buzz. you know. <laughs> I'll, I'll admit you that there, there were a couple of times where, like, they took the like. Granted, we've only got two hours for this movie, so Aquafina can shoot an arrow really fucking well automatically, uh, and it's just a gift she had. Like, there was a couple of times where it was, it was they kind of just skipped a bit and hoped you went with them. Yeah, but I, I didn't mind it. At all. Yeah, same. Like, same. Truth be yeah. told, I didn't mind it, especially but, since her reaction to it was like, "Holy shit!" Like, <laughs> yeah, and and then her with yeah, the, the way with they the talk about it at the end, and then the way they talk, the way they talk about it at the end with the friends. You know, oh yeah, and I only yeah. have one day to learn it. So I don't know. I guess part of me at this point too, which may be good for Marvel, you know, having started with Iron Man, which of course is not believable, but but it's the, probably the most grounded one. The first Iron Man, starting from there, a regular person using intellect, blah blah blah. And then building up to an infinity war, we have inner universal dimensional wars going on. My suspension 
of belief for this universe that they have built is so enormous now yeah, that yeah. I, I guess I'm not really, yeah, my, 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 my bar for what I'm going to be able to accept, they have, they have done it so many times now that I'm never going to say like, I don't know if they justified that dragon. Yeah. I'm just going to say whatever. Yeah. I, want to say, I want to say multiverse of madness. I'll put that to the fucking test. Yeah, I can't wait. When they, when we wait. Get to that. And the, <laughs> like the last part of this last sequence that I really want to shout out is, um, so the, the dad, Wen Wu, he thinks he's hearing his wife's voice, even though she's dead. And he thinks she's beyond this wall, which is essentially the afterlife, but it's really just a bunch of demons that are being trapped. I don't know. It's a little confusing, but I guess that's the mythology and that's it's it checks out. Yeah, they it did check that out. Story. Yeah. They, they set it up well. I forgive me for going anti-vaxxers on this, thinking like <laughs> he when when he lets the, the when he lets the demon dragon out and the demon dragon grabs him and he goes, Oh, right, that wasn't my wife, it was a demon dragon. And the look on his face <laughs> when he's like looking at his son who as john mentioned basically killed him and he's looking at his son and he goes yeah i know i fucked up i know i know i fucked up here's the rings you can have the rings now because i fucked up my bad it's (laughs) i thought that was really good i do love a i i know yeah i mean i'm a huge sucker for if you can pull off a really epic what have i done bridge of the river kwai alec guinness moment like and i don't know if you don't mind that's going to lead me into you guys, I am obsessed with Tony Leung. I have, I am just such mm-hmm. a huge fan. I've always yeah. been a huge fan of his. He is magic on screen. This role in some other hands, if they had made him seem two-dimensional and just like a bad guy, oh my God, it just would have been so much worse. Awesome. And he heightened everyone around him because of the relationships that they had with him. I don't know, he's just working at such a level. He was the standout for me. I, I loved Aquafina and I loved, um, God damn it, help me out, what's his name? I loved um, the lead. Simu Liu. Simu. Yeah. Yeah, Simu Liu. I, I loved what they did too. It's just, you know how sometimes it's, it's hard when you're playing the protagonist and straight people. Not that Aquafina was the straight person, but she wasn't a total clown. They were kind of almost co-protagonists in, in, at certain moments. So you have these supporting characters like Tony Leung. And I feel like so many times you get to really see the acting and the performance come out of supporting characters in a more free freeway and i felt like he just yeah my god he just took this movie way up a notch for me so at the very end when you're finally waiting the entire time for him and his son shang uh, chi to have their their moment where they have their final showdown when the rings finally pass from tony Leung's character to Samuel lu's character it was it, it was there and i'm sorry but like this is just one of those things. You can make movies that are gigantic, $200 million. We can have all the best VFX in the fucking world. And none of it would matter if you didn't believe what was happening, the emotional truth in their relationship. Oh, yeah. And that was just all performance. We've seen that. It just, it was, yeah, it yeah. was so good. It was, I just couldn't get over how believable they were in yeah. all of these ridiculous Chinese dr- dragon martial arts scenarios. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, really refreshing. It was just, I, I loved this. Yeah. I had a great all time. All, I'm going to rewatch this one for sure. Yeah, me too. I mean, I, I, my wife was so pissed because I, like, I went to see it at 1130 at night because it was the only time I could fit it into the weekend I just had. Shit. And uh, so I, she didn't come with me. And I'm, like, I'm pretty sure she's somewhere with headphones on now because I am under orders to not mention a fucking thing about this movie because she wants to go and see it. And I'll happily great. sit there again. Yeah, go again. Yeah, go see oh it again, dude. Yeah. All right, well, there you uh, go, also, friends. There's so, think, many, uh, so many references. Last thing, last thing I want to say. Sorry, Dave. Wait, 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 wait Dave. What did you say before we cut you off? There's so many references in this thing. Like, you know, you've got the Wong abomination the thing. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. you, yeah. It's, nice. 
that's that's what I was just gonna say. I feel like uh, as Jeff and I had mentioned before, if you are also someone who can suffer, you know, sometimes suffers from moral fatigue, this gave me a this gave me a lot of hope for for some new yeah. ideas and new takes on where they're gonna take this universe. Definitely. I'm not saying I need to see it on every single platform and be dominated by only Marvel all yeah. the time, but as as a standalone example of what they can do in this new phase, I'm really excited. Mm. And, and, and I'm, not, I'm not going to lie, when we got to that first after credit scene, which I won't spoil, um, but when I saw who was standing there and yeah, the situation with that, I leaned out of my chair. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. Well, that was a good thing. How, how, how did that happen? How did that happen? Yeah. yeah. I mean, well, oh, no, I know how that it. happened, but how did that happen? Like, <laughs> Yeah. Um, anyway. I love that. All right. And who they're propping up, $250 million. It's like, you know, it's it's hmm. they're, they're going to keep doing it. It's awesome. Okay, cool. Oh, yeah. With that, Fuck yeah, dude. friends, we're going to go ahead and give some recommendations with a quick round of what you've been watching. Dave, have you watched a single thing with no internet in your house? <laughs> I have not watched a single thing with no internet in my house. Uh, I, I did go to a, a Michael Frady concert last night oh. uh, in uh, up in Rosendale in New York. And it was, they did the whole thing where they like checked the vaccinations and yeah. everybody had to show proof. And then like, so everyone came in and everyone just sat there and had a really good positive night. And I only bring it up Not because that, kind of that, that man. No, that man has uh, that man has some really positive music. So I okay, highly good. recommend it. Tight, John. Yeah, I am going to recommend. Um, I watched the chair. Me that too. Series. That's my recommendation. Um, there you go. Yeah. So nice and tight. I think it's seven episodes, twenty three. Six. Right? You know, the twenty three minute. <laughs> six. Six. Okay. Six. It's. It was nice. Uh, I guess they're not going to make another one. I don't know if they need to. Maybe they will. I, I didn't feel like they had to. I feel like they said what they wanted to say. Yeah. I, I enjoyed it. It's nice and tight. I don't know if it changed my mind or my life about any of these issues, but the characters are fun. It's a fun show to watch. It's talking yeah. about a lot of the hot topics. Of it got a little the, too you know, into the one changes that are. It was, it was great. I love Sandra, uh, Chloe, and I love the first two episodes together. And then I kept watching. And then, you know, I, I wish they didn't hang so tightly onto the one issue. I, I think the more they spread out, I, and I wish bit, they would. Uh, I, I do kind of wish it was they good. Gone Everybody, give it a watch. It's for... it's two hours of your life, and you watch yeah. it the whole season. It is a dramedy, but it kind of. I wish they kind of went a little bit more to the drama. Uh, I think there were some obstacles they presented <laughs> that they could have gone further with, and they could have exploded a little bit yeah. further. But, some of those comedic uh, like moments fun. and fills, yeah, didn't work. Yeah, yeah. David Moore, Bob watch, though, and it's a harmless, Jay Duplass, quick watch. Sandra Oh, it's awesome. Jay was great. All right. Well, we said that at the same time. Thanks for letting me jump into your segment. And friends, we're going to do the Karate Kid in our midweek episode for our should have seen that by now because I had never seen it before. Do you think it's crazy? What? Join our midweek episode and you'll be able (laughs) to hear what we think about it. Thank you so much for joining us this week and we'll see you next time, film fans. Bye.